I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Wiggins up the floor, launches a deep three, spins off the rim, bars the rebound, and the Warriors now are down two games to none and head back to Chase Center for a must-win situation in Game 3 on Thursday night. Yeah, the Warriors in a little bit of trouble following Game 2 as the Kings beat the Warriors down the stretch for a second consecutive game. 114-106 to is the final. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final from Sacramento, we welcome you inside Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson at Golden One Center. We'll open up the phone lines right off the top of the show, 888 888- 957-9570-888-957-9570. That is the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text here. Participate in the program as we're going to keep this thing rolling tonight as long as the people want to keep this thing rolling tonight uh, as the Warriors find themselves in unfamiliar territory. Uh, down 0-2 for the first time 
in the Steph, Clay, Draymond era as the Kings able to do a little bit of what they did the other night, the Warriors unable to fix their turnover issues or their fouling issues or their bad shot issues, although I thought they took fewer bad shots tonight than they did in the game on Saturday night. But the Warriors with another game down the stretch here where it winds up looking an awful lot like it looked in the regular season. Tonight's game, incredibly physical both ways and a lot of fouls, a lot of uncalled fouls. And the Warriors had talked about trying to match the the Kings' physicality and keep them off the offensive glass. And again, at times tonight they were able to do that. Other times they were not able to do that as well. And it was just a a game of of fits and starts again for Golden State. Good start, 23-17 at the end of the first quarter. The defense was locked in. And I think the Warriors are probably going to tell you up until the final couple of minutes, they were really happy with their defensive play in this game. But the offense bogged down, far too many turnovers, momentum-changing bad shots in key junctures, and every time it looked like the Warriors were about to to go on a run to to either get back in the game after they got down and and the game got away in the second quarter, uh, there would be a bad shot or a bad turnover, and the Kings would hit the Warriors with another little four-, six-point run, put the lead right back up. The Warriors, I do think, deserve credit for continuing to fight back in this one, but they found themselves on an uphill climb all night long after the 41-29 second quarter advantage for Sacramento, but the Warriors still able to get the game tied at 95 apiece, but over the course of those final couple of minutes there, the Warriors, uh, they end up getting outscored by a 19-11 count after they tied it at 95, and you add it all up, and the Warriors are 0-2 as this series shifts to San Francisco and Chase Center for Thursday night, and the Warriors make no mistake. They are in a must-win situation, not only Thursday, but Sunday. These games are now paired together. The, The Warriors' season is officially on the brink, and it has looked as this series has gone on you know, another fourth quarter where De'Aaron Fox has his way. Uh, and while the Warriors have been able to, to, I think, do some things defensively throughout the game, the money time has been completely dominated by De'Aaron Fox in both of these games. And the defense just hasn't been there as the offense got rolling to at least get the game tied. But throughout the majority of the game, the Warriors offense was not good enough. 23 points in the first and third quarters. Uh, Sacramento did a nice job defensively tonight, a team that's not known for their defense. But the one thing they've been able to do is ramp up the physicality in a major way. You don't always have to be good defensively if you're physical defensively. And I think you know that's something that has played the Warriors a little bit in the early going of this series. And when the Warriors have tried to be physical, they've been a little bit of a step slow and they've put the Kings on the free throw line, some momentum changing fouls, all of those things. And the Warriors find themselves now in this series where they are down 0-2. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up here with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I want to hear from you. We'll keep this thing rolling deep into the night if need be. And uh, just how you feeling, uh, Warrior fans, at this point uh, as uh, the Warriors find themselves in unfamiliar territory down in this series. You know, this team's been through a lot in the championship era, but 
we found a new one, and the Warriors themselves have found a new one uh, with the the 0-2 deficit in a series where they are are heading home, and and the pressure is going to be on them to accept that challenge and and get this series back to Sacramento a week from Wednesday uh, in a 2-2 position, and then all the pressure, I think, at that point shifts a little bit more back to the Kings as the team that that got the first two games to make sure that, that they hold serve. But now the pressure clearly on the Warriors. All right, let's get into the incident involving Draymond Green because this game had it all, and I'm going to file that under the category of what my guy Matt Steinmetz says, hey, stuff's going to happen if these two teams wind up playing. It was E40 getting ejected in game one. Tonight it was Draymond Green getting ejected for the stomp as he tried to step over and away from DeMontis Sabonis, and Sabonis had had grabbed his leg. There was a lengthy review, as as everybody saw, and you're not going to want to miss what Draymond Green had to say postgame after this one about uh, the fact that he feels he's been held now a couple of times, had his ankles grabbed a couple of times, once by Malik Monk in the last game. I know there was the play where Sabonis and, and Draymond got tangled up under the basket in game one late. Uh, but you know, Draymond said, hey, you know, I, I'm trying to get my balance. Not really anywhere I could go. I guess the explanation on the ejection was that, that he uh, stepped down or stomped down too hard, and that's why it wound up being a, a flagrant foul uh, and an automatic ejection. I think the, the optics of the play, regardless of intent, and because I don't think Draymond meant to stomp on the chest of DeMontis Sabonis, but the, the, the look of the play, the optics, that tells you, all right, that's probably going to be an ejection and probably should be an ejection. Sabonis was hit for a technical foul for the, the ankle grab, but as you look toward this, uh, you know, I, I initially had thought, hey, do the Warriors have to be worried about a potential suspension uh, possibly for Draymond? Uh, we'll see on that. I, I don't know. I, you know in, in the post-game press conference, I was like, well, what's Draymond going to say? I, you know, And I figured he was going to come out and get on the officials for some other stuff, not involving that play necessarily. But I think the fact that they hit Draymond with the ejection for the flagrant two in this game, and I think the circumstances that the league will review regarding some of the other plays in this series that have been a little bit more 50-50 with the physicality in terms of the officiating. I'd be surprised now after hearing the post-game press conference if, if, if Draymond were to, to get a suspension. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. We'll get to the secret sauce. We'll get to the hardest working player of the game, but I want to hear from you, and we're going to get this thing rolling right now on 95.7 The Game with Idris in Hayward. Idris, you are up first tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. What's going on, Idris? Uh, what's going on? Good evening. So appreciate you doing this. Uh, you know, watching that game, if, if a person only watched the fourth quarter, they would think the Warriors almost had it. But the way the Warriors played, they had no business even winning that game. Because I, I, don't, I don't know whether they're tired or they're just not alert, but that first half, I was, I was wondering, like, what, what do we do? Put these people away, the turnovers, and then eventually Sacramento got their groove back, and then it became a dogfight, and we're the older team. They're young and physical. We're, we, we can't afford to start, you know, and I don't know. Just watching the game, now we're in a legit must-win, but what, what was that guy? Monk did what Steph Curry does to teams to us. Came in, hit three threes, and it was like, what, what's going on? So, you know, the Warriors got their homework cut out for them. We we have to win the next game, but 
this is going to be a long, long series. But other than Steph and a little bit of Wiggins, I don't know who else is showing up. But that's all I got. God bless you. Yeah, appreciate you, Idris. Yeah, look, the Warriors at times have looked old. Let's just put the rat right on the table. Uh, shout out Guru, who was in the house tonight here at Golden One Center in Sacramento. The Warriors have looked old, and the Kings have made them look a little bit old in this series. And there have been you know, moments where the Warriors have run their offense, and it's been a freaking layup line for Golden State over and over and over. But then there are other times where the Warriors settle. I do think the physicality, even though it's not always good defense, but there's some fouling involved, has, has bothered the Warriors. They've had to work really hard to and, and have not been consistent in staying with it. You know, they, they've, I think, settled a lot. And look, you're going to take some bad shots and make them. You're going to take some bad shots and miss them. But I think there's been a little bit lacking in critical moments of you've worked so hard to get back into a game or to hang around in a game. When you get that big stop or that big turnover, you got to go down the other way and make sure you get another layup off of it to make that team pay and really start to instill a lot of doubt. The Kings have come out tight in both of these games. Not making threes. Uh, they, they ended up on the night, they only made 9 of 38 threes. The Kings made 9 of 38 from three and 12 of 32 in the first game, and the Kings have won both games. Why? Well, the Warriors didn't take as many threes, but the Warriors are 32% in both games. And so the Warriors are not making shots. They're settling for bad ones. They're not being disciplined enough when they're uh, able to run their offense for layups, and they've just been erratic in in this series to this point but I think some of that comes with being the older team and the Kings being relentless the Kings competitiveness has been relentless in this series the physicality has been relentless in this series they keep punching and punching and punching and the Warriors have punched back at times but the Warriors really haven't been able to land any kind of haymaker because every time they have an opportunity to do it they have a stretch where they take a bad shot and then have a turnover or three and the Kings go back the other way on a 6-0 run and then they're back down again and have to climb their way right back up the mountain. That was the story I thought tonight in this game after the Kings got control in that second quarter with the 41-29 period. And, and look, this thing switched again in the first quarter when Steph Curry went out of the game late in the first quarter and early second quarter. And, and the group for the Warriors that, that played in this game at the, at the top of the second quarter again just didn't it just didn't have it and and that's another thing to get into here the the warriors as so many of these playoff series have gone on it gets to be about the playable players and the warriors right now are looking like they've got fewer playable players in this game because some of their players have been exposed by what the kings are trying to do whether it's the athleticism and, and really more the quickness than the athleticism uh, but the Warriors are going to have to figure out some answers tonight. Jonathan Kaminga was terrible. Jordan Poole was worse. One of seven. Only played 15 minutes. I know I said today I wouldn't have played Kaminga at all in this game. Uh, he had a, a minus 10 four-minute stretch tonight in the in the second quarter. Basically, Kerr gave him the same run he gave him at the top of the second quarter the other night. He was just as bad, actually worse tonight, and Kerr went away from him for the rest of the game. Now, he's somebody that if the Warriors were playing another game in Golden 1 Center, he'd be a DNP coach's decision. Uh, you know, just he got He got hunted and torched 
Poole got hunted and torched uh, in terms of attack defensively. Uh, they, they were going at Kaminga, putting him in different actions. Poole with the, the missed layups and the, the hurriedness. And he's somebody else that, that teams attack uh, when, when he's on the floor. Mike Brown's really tried to, to attack him throughout the course of the early going of this series. But at, at this point, and again, maybe being at home changes it, but I just don't see how you could trust Jonathan Kaminga to play. I don't think how you see how you could trust Jordan Poole to play uh, at, at this point in time. And the Warriors are dealing with foul trouble on top of the lack of trustable rotation players. And so they find themselves now with, who do you trust? Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney, DiVincenzo was not good tonight. DiVincenzo didn't take a shot tonight. How does Dante DiVincenzo, and he only played 12 minutes, but doesn't take a shot in, in the game tonight? It's basically Peyton. Uh, it, it, Peyton was the, was the sixth. The Warriors got to a point tonight where they had six playable players. Six playable players ain't going to be enough to get the job done in this series. That's just the reality. 888-957-9570. Keep it rolling on the phone lines with Eric and San Leandro next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Eric? Hey there. How's it going there? Um, hey, you turn know, your radio down, brother. Would... Turn your radio down, brother. I'll give you some room. But, you know, I don't. Moses Moody is not the answer. He's not a good defender. Uh, he's not consistent with his shots. And when Kurt put him in the game, man, I almost jumped up and was like, man, what is he doing? I mean, Moses Moody helped the Warriors tonight, Eric. Moses Moody, and I look, he went to Moody because Kaminga made himself unplayable, and Moses Moody actually helped him a little bit tonight. He, he was able to get on the boards. He was solid defensively. Uh, yeah, the, the shot making from three wasn't there, but he did get a couple of other buckets, one on a layup, another on a putback. I mean, he had five boards. I mean, I, Moody's somebody I look at now and think he's going to be playing. He was actually the seventh, the seventh playable tonight for the Warriors. He came in with two fouls, though, right away, two or three fouls. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. I'll let you finish your point, man. What what else you got? No, you're great tonight. No, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I, 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 guess, I guess I've never been that big on Motors movie, but especially like a game like now. I would have rather went with Comedian and gave him a chance to explore wow. some of his talents and goofy have. I don't want Kaminga. Kaminga stunk. Else. I mean, Kaminga doesn't hadn't had it in either game. And thanks, Eric. I'm going to keep it moving. Going back to Kaminga, like Steve Kerr, had and, and again, I think Steve Kirk gave him one too many chances. And I said that with Steiny and Guru today here on 95.7 The Game. And I don't want to make this postgame show about that. It's about Steph Curry's got to be better. It's about Klay Thompson's got to be better. It's about Draymond's got to be better. It's about Wiggins has got to start knocking down the three ball. Otherwise, Wiggins has been really good in this series. And he's been the kind of player that, that the Kings kind of don't have an answer for. But Andrew Wiggins, you look at him tonight, he's 7 of 11 from 2. He's 2 of 8 from 3. And it ends up being kind of an inefficient, you know, 22 points, but he took 19 shots to get it. I'm not, Moses Moody helped save the Warriors. And yeah, he he picked up a couple of fouls quickly in in this one, but I'm not getting on Steve Kerr for going to Moses Moody. It was Moses Moody or Jermichael Green when you got Kevon Looney and you've got 
you've got Draymond Green in foul trouble throughout the course of the night. And so to me, to me, Moses Moody was the right call. I tweeted it out at halftime. I said, I wouldn't go to Kaminga uh, again. Uh, and so he went to Moody when, when Looney picked up the, the, the fifth foul there, and they went a little bit smaller. And, and look, I, I look at Moses Moody as somebody that, uh, you know, now Mike Brown has a chance to potentially look at some of the things that he can be attacked. And Mike Brown's coaching himself a nice series here in these first two games. But to me, Moody is somebody that, it is I'm putting him in the rotation to play in Game Three, and then you go from there. Uh, but unless you're believing that things are going to be different for Poole and Kaminga on the home floor, uh, I think those guys are playing their way out of the rotation, especially Jonathan Kaminga. Eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson here at Golden One Center on ninety five seven. The game. Chris in San Francisco's next here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's going on tonight, Chris? Not much. What's going on tonight? Hey, this is a hard-fought loss, and the problem is this. I was always wondering, this year, would the Warriors look past the first-round opponent? And I'm starting to get that feeling. Um, just seeing how Game 1 went and Game 2 went, you know, the plays from how Mike Brown is strategically... You know, you have a guy that actually sat the bench next to Warriors, so he knows how to defend the Warriors, and the Warriors needed to know that. You knew that he was going to put Darren Fox against Jay Poole. They both could match up very well. And Poole needs to understand that when you're going head first, 100 mile per hour against Darren Fox, you got to jump stop and pull up. Fake. Little things like that. Kaminga, he needs to adjust himself. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, um, you know, uh, Laker went on, you know, a couple months ago, went on radio and said, I, I want to be like Jerry Buss. I want to I want to win as much as Jerry Buss. And if you don't recall, remember, Jerry Buss, to get to winning, had to, he made a tough decision. He let go of Jerry West, right? Because he thought Jerry West was not making the decision. And I'm wondering, this whole chaos situation, not only with the, the from the team, from the bench, to the front office, is, 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 is creating a pot of just chaos for the Warriors in the sense where, you know, they haven't signed... They haven't signed Bob Myers yet, and I'm wondering. Yeah. In a sense, at first I thought, "Hey, what what are you doing?" But then I look back and I look at if you look back at, at, at the league right now, who are some of the players that are really stepping up? Look at the Lakers, Reeves, undrafted. How did we? How how how, how do we not? How do we miss that? How do yeah. we miss? All that? right, appreciate. I'm a, I'm going to jump in, Chris. Appreciate the call. Look. It, that, I think that some of that is a conversation for the offseason, and that's based on you know, how does this series end? How does this season ultimately end if the Warriors are able to, to come back from 0-2 down and, and win this series? The post-mortem on what the Warriors could have done versus you know didn't do, like we can hash all that out in May or June or, hell, the way this thing is going, we can hash it out in a, in a, in a week if the Warriors can't get their act together at this point. Uh, as far as... You know, look, looking at a, a hard-fought loss, I mean, it's two games that were kind of similar. You know, Warriors get off to a decent start, don't make Sacramento pay. Kings uh, are able to, uh, you know, control down the stretch. And the Warriors, you know, tonight it was more turnovers than bad shots, but it was fouls in both games, and it was the Kings being able to get away with being the more physical team 
based on the fact that that I think they were the 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 instigators of that physicality. The Warriors have been the reactors to the physicality over the course of these these first couple of games. And it, you know, look again as far as the the playables and and you know the. Comcast business text line, you know, 510, you can't say somebody stinks if you only play him four minutes. Jonathan Kaminga was terrible. Jordan Poole was terrible. Like, it's like there is a reason that, that, that he played, he only played four minutes. The reason was because Steve Kerr thought about not playing him at all, and then he thought, I'm going to give him one more shot, and then he was awful. Like, it's not that hard to figure out through the first couple of games. And again, this series is shifting back to San Francisco, and so role players and young players tend to play better on the home floor than they do on the road. And so I do think there's a conversation to be had as to, all right, do you still ride with Jordan Poole, who I, I think you do have to at least initially give Jordan Poole an opportunity on the home floor to try and be a useful player for you because he's got more of a track record of helping this team win playoff games than a lot of these other young players. But he's going to have to be better, and he only played 15 tonight. And again, playoff series, I'm going to say this over and over, they come down to playables. They come down to who is playable, and right now the Warriors have six players basically that they trust fully. It's Steph, Clay, Looney, Draymond, Wiggins, and it's Gary Payton the second. And tonight it was Moses Moody who was only playing because of the foul trouble and because Dante DiVincenzo wasn't effective and because Jonathan Kaminga was was terrible in his short stint. And so that opened the door for somebody else to get an opportunity. And again, as bad as Kaminga was, I thought Moses Moody gave him a, gave him a nice lift tonight and helped him get back into the game and have a chance to win it. So moving forward, I think I think Moses Moody's somebody that I'd pencil in to to at least give an initial shot to. Tristan in Temecula, California, next on Warriors wrap up. What's going on, Tristan? Hey, John. How Tristan. You doing? Hey, what's up, brother? I'm good, man. Uh, man, another uh, another loss that definitely. Uh, Kind of defeats the uh, confidence, but I'm still optimistic that they go home, split this thing up to a piece, possibly win one game in Sacramento, I hope, to close it out <laughs> in six in Golden State. But they have to have Jordan Poole go off. It, it's it's a must. They cannot win this series without him. You know, you can't have Gary Payton and Moses Moody pretty much outplay you and outscore you. He's got to be that main guy off the bench to kind of set the tone. And I'm, I agree with you with Moody. I felt like Moody was the only, besides, you know, Gary Payton was the only real burst of young energy to match Sacramento. And that's what they've just been lacking this whole series, is that energy to lack them, getting beat by transition, the turnovers, not able to catch up and stay in front of anybody. I did really like what I saw from Moody. Jonathan Kaminga, very disappointed. I hope he can turn around at home, but at this point, I feel like he should take a back seat just to see because at this point, like you said, they're only down to a few players that they can really trust and play consistently without any like constant errors. But even the older player, even the vets are making constant errors almost every night. No doubt. I don't know what they're going to do in, in these next couple couple days to a week, but they better figure it out because it's either that or uh, Cancun they go. No, no doubt, Tristan. Appreciate the call. Yeah, the Warriors are going to have to figure out. I think their offense over the the course of you know the bulk of the game. I think for the most part in both games, the offense has been has been 
the offense tonight was just bad overall. I think the defense has been solid enough up until the down the stretch moments, up until the 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 game is tied and there's five minutes to go, and the Warriors have to get stops, and they're either unable to contain Fox at all or Monk in game number game number one on Saturday night, or when they do get a stop, they can't clear the rebound. You know that that has crushed them throughout the early part of the game. It's been the offense, I think, more. The defense has been steadier early in the game. The offense has not. They've gotten the offense going to get themselves back into the game, but as the offense gets going, the defense goes away, and I think that's created all kinds of problems for the Warriors here as uh, as things have gone on. 888-957-9570. We've got a lot of people that want to talk on the phone lines. I want to get to the secret sauce of the game, which is brought to you by Proposition Chicken. This chicken goes three ways, fried, flipped, and fake, now available in nine Bay Area locations. Or order now at propositionchicken.com. And it's pretty simple tonight for the Warriors. Uh, I mean, tonight was about... The, the turnovers and the fouls. I mean, 22 turnovers for the Warriors, leading to 25 Sacramento points. They got outscored 25 to 9. 25 to 9 in points off turnovers. The Warriors have gotten smoked in both games in points off turnovers. The difference. Today, it was a 16 point differential in favor of the Kings in a game they win by eight. On Saturday night, it was an 11-point differential in a game that the Kings wound up winning by three to take the one nothing advantage on Saturday. Turnovers, the secret sauce, too many fouls, inability to clear critical offensive, uh, clear re- critical rebounds, and then down the stretch again, final 254, 12-5 Kings. 12-5 Kings over the final 254, and the Warriors find themselves, it was, you know, Clay Thompson hit the three, to make it 102-101, and then they, they stopped Fox. I thought it was a critical moment. They stopped the Aaron Fox but couldn't clear the board. Sabonis got a putback, 104-101. Warriors go down. They miss. Fox then hits the three from up top, 107-101, and at that point, it was trouble. You had the review of the Curry charge, which they got that call right after they called it a charge and then flipped it to a defensive foul on Sabonis for having his heel in the restricted area. So Curry makes it a four-point game, but then Harrison Barnes just takes it for a, for a big bucket. Off the dribble take, hits a little runner, back up six. Clay clanks a three into a foul, and Mitchell hits the the three that basically ices it at, at 112-103. to Kings go on to win it 114-106. to So you're uh, secret sauce of the game brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Again, fried, flipped, fake. Nine Bay Area are at propositionchicken.com. Back to the go. 888-957-9570. Matthew is driving around here on 101 tonight on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Matthew? Hey, yeah, how's it going, man? Um, I, I uh, two things. One, I think pool has to be part of um, the answer, like that last caller said, and I totally get where you're coming from, that he had, he had a bad game. I mean, a real bad game, but he, he's hit 300 threes. I mean, he's won games. He scores over 20 points in a quarter. He's done that multiple times. There's not a lot of guys who do that, so I know he's got his defensive problems, but I think until these champs are knocked off, and it looks like that is becoming more of a possibility because 
The other thing I was going to say, and you've touched on it, is what's weird about these two games is the Warriors didn't play that bad. I mean, it's not like they played great, but the Kings didn't play that great either, and the Warriors right. lost. So it almost it almost would be more acceptable if if like they got blown out or or they somebody was way off. But after that first game, I was looking at one of my friends and I was going. Damn, I mean, these Kings, it looks like they're going to hang around. But I'll just finish with this. I, until, these, until this team gets knocked off, even if they lose that first game in, in San Francisco, but, I mean, they've earned that from me, and not just from being a homer. I mean, they're still that good. I mean, I mean uh, Steph Curry is one of the dozen greatest players to ever play in an NBA game. And if you want to say a baker's dozen because we got to go 13, then whatever. But they're not out yet, so I think they can get the magic back. And if they can win two at home, I mean, it's going to be a different story. But all props to the Kings here because De'Aaron Fox, that dude is the best guy in the series so far. He's number one. So thanks. No doubt, Matt. Yep, thank you, Matthew. He, yeah, he's been the best player in the series. There's no doubt about it. And he's been the best player in the series in the biggest moments. And the Warriors, the moment that he that the Warriors looked like they had the most control of this series, up 10 late in the third quarter, he went into takeover mode and carried the Kings to the Game 1 win. And that led into this game tonight and the Kings' ability to, to put it on the Warriors again. And then it's close down the stretch, and Fox does his thing. And, and this, and I mentioned this a lot on Saturday – this is exactly how the Kings have won games all year. It hasn't always been pretty. There have been a lot of nights where they do hit 18 to 20, 22 threes. And I think if there's one thing to fear a little bit if you're the Warriors, it's the fact that the Kings haven't really played that well. And, and the Warriors at times have really defended them well, but haven't made the most of it when they do because of bad offense. And then there's been other times where the Warriors have scored the ball well and run their offense to completion and gotten layups against a, a Kings team that can be extremely vulnerable to that defensively. But as the game and the offense has opened up for the Warriors, they've settled a little too much. The Kings will hit you with that 6-0 run when you do settle or you do turn the ball over. And then down the stretch of these games, it's it's flipped, where the Warriors pretty good defensively for the most part over the course of the game, except for the, the stretch basically when they've had to go to that bench at the end of the first and the, the end of the first quarter, top of the second quarter, and then you get to that point down the stretch and the, the Kings have been able to have their way. They, the Warriors have not been able to get enough stops in crunch time, but the Kings were one of the best teams in the league. The Kings, offensively, in clutch situations, five-point game, five minutes or less, had a 128.6 offensive rating in the clutch. And a lot of that was De'Aaron Fox. The, their, their offensive rating in the clutch was 10 points better than the next closest team. Uh, again, if you haven't watched the Kings, this is how they've won all year. And some nights it's it's offense, but the one thing they do, even though they aren't a great defensive team, is they compete at an extremely high level. And Mike Brown's really gotten them to bite it, you know, buy into the the physicality. And if there's one thing you fear, yeah, the Warriors are due for a couple hot shooting games, but the Kings are also due for a couple hot shooting games. And part of the story of this series to this point has been. 
that when the Warriors have kind of gotten it going offensively, the game's become loose, and the Kings are very comfortable playing in that that 40-38 to 38 quarter type of, type of scenario, and so they've been able to just kind of hang around and wait for those moments where the Warriors are undisciplined and make them pay for it, and that's where the Warriors are going to have to come out and just, they have to be relentless in, in their focus in terms of the way they're running their offense and clearing the boards and also getting the stops. The game has just been disconnected in that, in that fact uh, over the course of these first two games, and that's a big part of what the Warriors are going to have to figure out. All right, keeping it moving on the phones, 888-957-9570. We are going to hear from Steve Kerr and Draymond Green coming up here on Warriors Wrap-Up as Draymond addressed the incident with DeMontis Sabonis and some of the officiating concerns that he's had to this point in the early part of this series. Uh, no doubt, though, kind of wrapping up on Matthew's point, you can't count this Warriors team out. I mean, they were excellent at home this season, better at home this year than they were last year. The Kings were excellent on the road, though. Don't file that away. As good as the Kings have been in these first two games and bothering the Warriors, they've been a really fluid team on the road this season. Best road record uh, in the Western Conference among any of the playoff teams. They didn't win at Chase early. Warriors were able to eke out a couple of close ones. But uh, the Kings have been no slouch on the road. The Warriors are going to have to to get after it against them on Thursday. Herbert in San Francisco next on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Herbert? Hey, good evening, J.D. Um, so What's going on, man? Two quick, can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, Herbert. Okay, great. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing I notice is Curry seemed tired tonight. And that's because they're picking him up full court. They're making him come all the way down the court to get the, the, the offense started. So they run a lot of time doing that. And uh, this coach for the Sacramento Kings knows how they play. So to me, coaching needs to devise something else that's different than what they know. Because you, you look, Draymond gets the ball, and they're looking for switching, and no switching is happening much. Because they know how to play that, um, how to play defense for that. Because I have a coach who's been involved with that type of offense for several years with the with the uh, with the Warriors. Uh, to the front court, when Darren uh, gets by his first man, uh, his defensive uh, player, he comes into the paint. The front court's got to move up to try to do something, block it. They can't if they if the Warriors um, if the Sacramento player misses the shot. There's nobody there to rebound upside to to compete with uh, the Warriors, uh, the Sacramento Kings center. So those are the two things that I noticed um, tonight. Yeah, thanks for the call. They are, and there was a a texter from the 415 as well on the Comcast Business text line that that makes that excellent point. The, The Kings are picking up right at the timeline, if not before, at half court and harassing them, and those have been the possessions where it's been more difficult to, to get into and run that offense to, to completion. There, there's no doubt about it. And the Warriors are going to have to find maybe, – maybe that is Curry giving it up a little bit more and then trying to get it back in the context of, of what the Warriors like to do in, in their offense. And, but regardless of what it is, they're going to have to find – they're going to have to find something that they can go to to you know, make the game come together – 
uh, you know, and be connected better. And and you know, somebody pointing out the forty-one points in the in the second quarter. Well, it was for, it was seventeen in the first quarter, and and that's kind of what I'm getting at. The 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 Warriors in the first quarter only they give up seventeen, which is excellent, but they score twenty-three. Right, so you so you you give up seventeen, which is good, but you only score twenty three. You need to. They haven't been able. It's all right. So that was a defensive quarter. Second quarter, the Warriors score twenty nine. So they they got into the offense, and and I thought you know, late in the second quarter, by the way, was a, another critical moment for the Warriors. It, it, the Warriors had gotten the game tied right after things had gotten away from them. They get the game tied. And they got it to where it was a, a 35-29 quarter with about a minute left. And then they give up the final six points at the end of the quarter. And so the Warriors found themselves in big trouble at that point. And, and they kind of wasted all the hard work. Wasted all the hard work that they had done throughout the middle and late part of the quarter in the final minute. And they found themselves down six. And I think even that was a slog. All of a sudden, they're down six, and it's like, oh, you got to you know fight back uphill again, and it, it wound up being you know too much for them to overcome. Although they did get the game tied in the final three minutes, but yeah, fourteen to four run late in the second quarter for the Warriors. They tied the game, so they went from down ten to tie the game at fifty two, and then they gave up six in under a minute. They were down fifty eight fifty two. That was a critical juncture where the Kings ran off, and that was bad shot turnover. Kings hit a couple of buckets. Wiggins missed a layup at the end of the half that was critical. Wiggins missed another layup in the second half, which was critical. Warriors would have loved to have had those points back as they made their run and got the game to a point where it was tied where they could have been uh, ahead. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. All right. Uh, Josue Robin Abdul. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to come back. We'll get to your phone calls right out of the chute. Kings beat the Warriors. Game two, Warriors down 0-2, Quick timeout. We're coming back, and we're getting right back to the phones here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Curry with the behind-the-back dribble. Runs Mitchell through screens. Finds Thompson. Same spot, same shot, same result! He's a shooting shark. He circles the court looking for buckets. It's 102-101. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Story of this series, just when it looks like the Warriors are about to gain a little bit of control, and it looked that uh, as Clay hit a couple of big shots in those moments there in the fourth quarter, the Kings are able to go on a run and put the game away. They do it again tonight, winning in the crunch uh, as the Warriors outscored down the stretch 12-5, to and they lose this one 114-106. to Back here in Golden 1 Center at Sacramento, John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. Got some text to get to, but as promised, we're going to get right back to the phones, and uh, we'll roll with Josue in Fremont. What's going on, Josue? Hey, J.D. Uh, love the show. Love what you had to say on Fanging Guru earlier as well. Um, just want to chime in a little bit on the silver lining of what I'm taking away from the first couple games in Sacramento. You know, I thought if we were going to steal a game, it was going to be in game one, sloppy play, but we had it there at the end. Tonight, I thought with how sloppy we were with the ball, I didn't even think we were going to have a chance. And lo and behold, seven minutes left, we were making a run until Dre got ejected. I know there was a few more things that happened, but I really felt like that's when the pressure turned up on Steph because we didn't have that secondary ball handler. But the silver lining is, you know, I can almost hear Steiny yelling at Guru in my head, like, what do you expect us <laughs> to play? This is how they play on the road all year. What do you want? But if that's how we play on the road, well, all year coming home, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm, I'm liking our chances if we just get our crowd behind us take care of the ball a little bit better and play Warriors basketball. And my, my question or like my, like my comment I'd like to make and to see if you have any input, like I don't think we should make any major strategic changes coming home, just play our style of basketball. But if you were to come back home, I mean back to Sacramento with the series tied, what do you think about getting the ball to Wiggins and sometimes even Clay on the block or in the post? to kind of slow the game down and, and maybe get some, uh, like, you know, some legit foul calls. But Yeah, thanks, Josue. That, good, good call there. Uh, yeah, Wiggins has had some matchups where he's been able to attack and have his way. Even Clay Thompson has had some matchups where he's been able to put it on the deck and attack and be able to, to finish. I think that's where the the secret sauce, so to speak, is for, for the Warriors if they come back to, to this building. I think what they're going to have to do 
and I'm I'm with you as far as the the silver. I think that the two silver linings out of of tonight are Moody might be playable in this series now, and Wiggins continues to look good aside from the three point shot. Now Wiggins' inability to make threes in these first two games is also in some way been part of the reason why the Warriors haven't won and and the three-point shooting overall has really burned them but to be able to run your offense and to 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 be able to to get the layup line that the Warriors have had at times in this series you got to not turn the ball over and and the the Kings are able to force whether it's because of the Warriors being just sloppy or uncomfortable or the physicality is getting to them whatever it is the the desire to have to match what the Kings are doing offensively in certain stretches and, and the Warriors have just not been patient enough. The Kings deserve some of the credit for what they've been able to do there, but you can't turn it over as much as the Warriors have turned it over if you're expecting to be able to to you know run that offensive game plan. It, it's figure out the offense, I think, for the bulk of the game to where you can win the game before it gets to the final five minutes. I think that's the goal for for game three is get the game to a point where you're not playing in a tie game with five minutes left because the Kings have won just as many of those games on the road as they have at home and maybe even more on the road. Now, the Warriors have been exceptional at home and they'll take their chances, but both of these teams at this point are due for, I think, a, a hotter shooting night. As far as the rotation, I'm reluctant to say... Look, I I think Kaminga's probably played his way out, as I've said a few different times here. Uh, I I do think, though, home and away, you're going to give some players more of an opportunity. So that's why I'm not totally burying him at this point. Although, if you're Steve Kerr, how could you trust him or think he should play more? He's been a better home player, though, I think, and, and the energy's better at home. And they're able to overcome his mistakes a little bit at home, uh, and and so the Warriors are going to have to to maybe ride that. I, you know, Pool I think is still going to get chances, but he was a quick yank a couple of times tonight, and that added up to only the fifteen minutes. Robin in San Francisco next here on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Robin. Hey, Jason. Thank you for taking my call. Always, I just had to call you a couple of things. I don't usually vent, but I just want to vent. Uh, uh, for a few seconds here and then get to my main point. First of all, I just want to, Dre is not one of my favorite players. I don't know if you know that. But, I mean, Drew Jenkins on his ankle was not cool. That's all I got to say about that. That was not cool, okay? Uh, You know, all about his behavior, yeah, 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 yeah. But on his ankle, that was not cool. And then, also, I'm not going to blame the refs, but they couldn't get any offensive rebounds. Because every time they tried to get physical, there was a foul call. A lot of that was the lack of discipline. But I want to say this to you. This is a different little take, okay? Curry, yeah, they're putting pressure on Curry. I disagree that he was tired. What Curry reminds me of, what he reminds me of, is when he used to, when he used to first get pressured, he would never get rid of the ball. And Curry, he, people don't want to say it, but he took a couple shots tonight more than a couple shots that he shouldn't have and I feel sometimes leadership I'm talking about the the, the core that's been there including Wiccans sometimes leadership is getting other players involved that you need and what I see on the court are players the main players our, our championship core 
not trusting in other players and not being leaders and getting other people involved because they can't do it all by themselves. The starters are not good enough. And if you're not good enough, you got to get the rest of the team involved. And everybody else, what they have to say, including you, are all right, too. Uh, but that was just one of the perspectives I want to put out there. Leadership comes in many ways and just taking over and jacking up threes. Get these other players involved. Peace out. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, the, the, the bad shots have just crippled this team in both of these games in a series. Like, just too many times they've settled. We've talked about it a ton. Uh, I do think Curry is a little tired. I also agree with you, though, Robin, that he does need to get rid of the ball quickly. That is one counter. One counter is Curry brings it up, and you get rid of it, and and you keep moving. It, you get rid of it. You move the ball a little bit. You try to get him some shots in the in the context of of the rest of the the offense. And the Warriors have been good at doing that at times and and making other teams pay. As far as Sabonis. I think you're spot on as far as Sabonis has been getting away with some some of the low-key, dirty stuff. He's been getting away with the low-key, dirty stuff, holding, grabbing, pushing, checking. Like, like Sabonis has been – he's played, and he's somebody that can be susceptible to, to foul trouble. But he has kind of gotten away, for, gotten away with it a little bit, and the Warriors have been reactive in this series, I think, to it. You know, the old adage is that the team that is the aggressor gets more of the calls. And, and I don't think necessarily that the Warriors haven't gotten calls in this series. They, they have gotten calls. I, and I think tonight you could make the case at times they got a, a, a decent whistle uh, in this game. But there, there has been, I think, a frustration building for what, you know, that the, the – the Kings are pushing the envelope in terms of the, the the physicality, and the officials haven't quite been paying attention to it. And I think a little bit of that boiled over with with the Draymond stomp and all of that with with Sabonis, and obviously it leads to Draymond, you know, getting on the crowd and smiling. They put him up on the on the scoreboard here uh, in Golden One Center, and and the crowd's going nuts, and they're booing him, and he just big big Draymond Green smile right there on the scoreboard, <laughs> just laughing uh, and and enjoying the the moment there as he was waiting for his ultimate fate, which would be to to get ejected. But no, Sabonis has been absolutely pushing the line and getting away from getting away with stuff in this series. You know, I mentioned this a couple of days ago, and I, I do think it wouldn't surprise me if the league and I believe the league will never admit that they do this. I've always believed that the league does this. They look at a series after every game, and and especially when a series shifts from one venue to the other, as this series will in the next couple of days here, and the Warriors are going back home tonight. But I do think the league looks at it and says, hey, have we let certain things get, you know, have we let a certain team get away with certain things here or there? And they make that adjustment in, in the next game. And and things all of a sudden are called differently in an attempt to get it back to a more level uh, scenario as the series continues. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Sabonis has got, a, you know, he starts getting called for th- some of the things that he hasn't been called for in the early part of this series. And Monk starts to get called for some of the things that he hasn't been called for uh, earlier on in, in the series. So uh, I, I think 
there is the potential for, for that to be the, the case. But the Warriors are going to have to keep playing through it and, and trying to overcome it uh, until that point and hit first. You know, Kevon Looney talked today at shoot around about hitting first, and I don't think I don't think the Warriors really hit first in terms of the physicality. Uh, the Kings hung in the game in the first quarter, even though they only scored 17 points, because I think they were still the aggressors more than the Warriors were. 888-957-9570. Mario and Alameda next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Mario? Hey, great show, J.D. I was thinking, uh, you know, we're turning the ball over, the Warriors. And I was at, is that the Warriors that can't dribble, that can't pass, or are we just missing another backup point guard? Do we need a backup point guard to put, so Steph isn't gassed at the end of the game when he could really do what he needs to do? Because the Warriors should easily be up 2 nothing, And our lack of not having another point guard is probably going to cost us the series. It's already cost us two games, in my opinion, because if you had a backup point guard to come off the bench, that then Poole, Kaminga, Wiggins, and GP3, they'd be fine. They could go do their thing. And, and the Warriors, and just like you say, the Warriors aren't trusting their backup players. That's probably why, because they don't have, those guys are not in the right position, so they're turning the ball over. Poole is not a ball handler. I hate to break it to everybody. That's not his, his shtick. His shtick is doing his thing off the dribble, shooting, or going to the hoop. But passing and dribbling has never been his number one goal, his, num- you know, his forte. And the Warriors last year, we actually got away with it. We, we still won a title, but it, it really should have bit us last year. But it seems like it's finally going to get us this year, not having that point guard that could drive and do his thing. Because we did have the number one pick, had we gotten a point guard that could do for those last couple of years. All right, Mario. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mario. Thanks for the call. Mario, he worked his way into running material. He worked his way into and, – and, yeah, all right, LaMelo Ball. Uh, thank, thanks, Mario. Uh, we'll keep it moving with uh, Patrick in South City next year on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Patrick? John, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. You know, uh, you know, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I, I'm going to advocate it again. There is a huge structural problem with this team, okay? For example, we have a $350 million payroll. We have all the talent in the planet on this team. Yet, we've won 11 games on the road. We're turning the ball over 22 times a game. We're giving up 100, 125 points a game. You know, there's a lack of intensity. There's a lack of energy. There's a lack of focus. And, and there, that, that tells me that there's something much, much deeper than just we're not executing. I mean, there's got to be something going on with this team much deeper than what we're addressing here every night. And I really think it starts with coaching. I know you disagree with me on this before. But I, I think Kerr is just I, – I, I don't think he's an effective coach at this point. I think he's had his run, and I think he's making lots of mistakes. He's being outcoached. He looks frustrated. And I, I just think these players are just, for, for whatever reason, unlike Mike Brown, they're just not buying into this, this system this year. And I wanted to get your comments on that. Yeah, I, I, I just think there's been a tendency to roll with what's always worked in some ways, Patrick, because the, the big three demand that. I mean, Clay Thompson was as defiant and edgy and angry as I've ever seen him yesterday when he got asked about shot selection. Like, you know, and, and, and saying, hey, I don't want to hear about shot selection, what a good shot and a bad shot is for somebody that didn't play the game. Like, like Clay, like, these guys are stubborn as to what they've done because of the success that they had. Like, I don't think there can be all these changes that can be made 
at this particular point in time. And I think the other reality is this team is not as talented and as deep as people think they are. And, you know, that that's the difference between, you know, a team that can get through the regular season and at times a lot of these players that have not played well in the regular – like Jordan Poole was up and down in the regular season. Jordan Poole had a down year collectively in the regular season. Now, he helped the Warriors win some games in different roles when they were shorthanded and he was filling in for Curry and, and had a little bit more leeway to be able to make mistakes but also to make big plays. And Jordan Poole was able to help the Warriors a lot in those instances. But the back and forth in and out of the starting lineup with the injuries and everything surrounding it, he had a down year this year. Kaminga was – up and down. Kaminga wasn't playing at all at the beginning of the year. And and then he worked his way into the rotation. The Warriors carved out a niche for him to be able to play. Wiseman was so bad that they ended up just trading him at that point. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, Moody was unplayable for a good chunk of the year. And, and so, you know, part of the reason these guys weren't playing was because they weren't effective. I mean, the Warriors went and got Gary Payton the second and gave up James Wiseman to bring him back into the fold, even though he was going to be injured for a month at the point in which they got him and not play for almost two months at the point in which they got him because they didn't feel they had enough options. And where would the Warriors be in this series right now if they didn't have Gary Payton the second as a, as a defender? Gary Payton the second's one of the six players, I think, right now that Steve Kerr fully trusts. And so, uh, you know, I, I think... It's hard to to call for these wholesale changes when the big three is hell-bent on trying to get the job done in a similar fashion that they've gotten the job done throughout the course of this championship run. At some point, your greatest strengths are also your greatest weaknesses. And I think that's the one thing we're starting to find here in this series with the Warriors is they're so used to getting it done in a certain way, and they're so used to not having it come up short that there's just this refusal to to buy into the fact like there is a, like I've had a few I put out on Twitter you know Curry in a key moment took a he had a wide open three that was a quick shot in a moment where the Warriors were on a run and I said you know that's a, you know Curry makes that shot a lot but it's a quick three and people come down my road and they say Curry you got to live with that because it's Steph Clay takes a quick shot you got to live with it because it's Clay what I'm saying is as far as the shot selection, this team has to recognize that they're not quite as good, that they're a little bit older, that they're not as deep, that their young players are not playable in this series at the level that they would hope they would be. And so the change isn't scheme. The change is you can't take so many of those first open threes. <laughs> you you, you got to keep the ball moving a little more. You got to be maybe play a little bit slower because playing too fast and, and frenetic in the way the Kings are, are, are playing in this series is causing you to turn the freaking ball over too much. So you, you got to make the adjustment there. The adjustment is how you're playing. The, the adjustment is how you play and not necessarily what you do at this point although the Warriors are going to have to figure out something with, with De'Aaron Fox late in the game because he's hitting a couple of threes when the Warriors have left him open up top. He's getting to his spot in between and hitting the little flip shot, which I think has been critical. He's done that at will basically whenever he's wanted to since the third quarter of, of, of game one after the Warriors did a nice job early in this one. So we can talk about the structural problem and, and maybe the roster wasn't wasn't put together very well, but I just don't see all this talent that the Warriors have to, to go to. If anything, some of the guys that they thought they were going to count on this year have not 
held up their end. The Warriors went into this year thinking Poole was going to be a major factor, Kaminga was going to be in the rotation every night and able to contribute, Moody too, and they had maybe something in Wiseman, and they end up at the end of the year with, wow, Poole's playing 15 minutes tonight because he doesn't have it, Moody is giving him something, but Kerr only went to him because it was an emergency situation with foul trouble and other players playing their way out, and Kaminga was terrible. So... You know, this team just does not have the talent, I think, that they anticipated having. And that, to me, is the structural miscalculation. But again, that's something to get into if and when this season ends. And if the Warriors don't figure this thing out here in the next couple of days and over the course of the next week uh, leading into Game 3 and and through Game 4, they're in big trouble. 888-957-9570. Ricky in Boston next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Ricky? Oh, we lost Ricky. From Ricky to Red. Red in Phoenix. What's going on, Red? Hey, what's going on, J.D.? What's going on, brother? Hey, I, hey I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and I just want to preface this conversation that I'm a, a Warrior fan, right? So I'm having a lot of trouble with people defending Draymond still because, like, fool me once, right? Fool me once, fool me twice, shame on me, right? Because with Steven Adams' nut kick, right? LeBron James' nut punch, and then now this, it's like, it, it's no doubt that he's a dirty player, and I can't defend him anymore. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I had that thought read when I when the play happened tonight in real time and I hadn't seen you know what led up to it I don't think red do you think and do you think that what Draymond did was intentional like do you think it was intentional that that he hey I'm gonna step on this dude's chest right now because he grabbed my leg we lost red all right red red's red's gone Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It doesn't matter whether it was intentional or not, and I don't think it was. I think Draymond was trying to get away and trying to get his balance in that situation, and it doesn't matter. You can't do that. Like that's that's you you watch that one time and you're like that's an automatic ejection, and and it was, and it should have been, and they did get Sabonis for I think the most they could have probably got Sabonis for which was the, the ankle takedown, which led to the two getting tangled up. Uh, so uh, you know, that being said, though, uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it, look, I, I'm not going to – if any Warrior fan feels that way, and, and that hasn't necessarily been a theme of the show tonight, asking that question, but it, any Warrior fan that feels that way off of all of the different incidents, I mean, I, I can't argue with you if you do. Uh, the, the truth, though, is if the Warriors are going to come back and win this series, they're going to need a hell of a lot more from, from Draymond Green uh, than they've gotten in these first couple of games. And he's going to have to keep his, his composure uh, in addition to that. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's get to the hardest-working player of the game. Before we pause here, we'll come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and Draymond Green uh, as the Warriors lose this one in Sacramento, 114-106. to 106. But the hardest worker is brought to you by AC Transit. Curry flips it to Moody, back to Looney. Looney drives in, goes up, got fouled. No, tipped in by Moody. There you go. That's that extra possession I'm talking about. Get a charge, get an offensive rebound. That was a nice job. 
Yeah, nice job there from Moses Moody. I thought Moses Moody helped the Warriors tonight. I put it out there on Twitter at halftime. I, I don't think Kerr could have played Kaminga, and, and unless Kaminga plays really well and finds something in these next two games at home, and I, I, I think he's on the brink, but I think he you – know, Moody was stable in this game tonight. He could – he was – Got a couple rebounds, put back. I, I think he was steady enough defensively. Uh, Moses Moody on a night where the Warriors find themselves with fewer playable players seemingly than they had at the beginning of the night is your hardest worker of the game, uh, which is brought to you by AC Transit. AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details, visit AC Transit. Dot org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. All right, we'll keep it rolling here. 888-957-9570. We'll give Ricky in Boston another chance here on 95.7 The Game. What What's up? up, Ricky? Hey, JD, you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, my man. JD. I, was I got you, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Listen, so, uh, you know, I'm a Clay Thompson fan, and tonight, I don't know, man. I've been kind of disappointed in Clay's, you know, play the last couple of games, man. You know, he's out there, but he's not really out there. Like, he, for some reason, he just looks like he's lost. He's like, you know, what I loved about Clay in the past, you know, Clay was compared to, like, Reggie Miller moving without the ball. I don't see that from Clay anymore. I saw a couple of times he did that, you know, late in the fourth quarter, move without the ball. But for the most part, he's just been still in the corner, you know, waiting, you know, for the ball so he could shoot it. He doesn't move without the ball anymore. He's like a statue, if you want to say. I mean, that's, you know, something that Clay lost, you know, from his play. I mean, I guess the injuries, you know, he can't do that all the time. I guess, you know, experienced player, veteran, preserving his energy, I guess. But, you know, that's hurting the, the Warriors because when they're trying to, like, Curry's, like, dribbling the ball all the way down to the, you know, five, you know, second shot clock, right? And who, who is going to pass it to? Clay's just standing in one spot. Clay's not moving, so, you know, you know, the Sacramento Kings are, you know, I mean, they're playing this mothering Curry. I've seen that. And give it, you know, give props to um, Coach Brown. You know, you know, he, he knows what they're going to do. He knows. He, he has all the insight. And his players, are, you know, the Kings are stepping up. That's all I got, man. Thank you for your time, baby. Yeah, you do have to give the Kings credit for, for the way that they've played. And, and a lot of people getting into it about the, the officiating and, and, and all of that. Uh, as well, but I do think it's it's interesting. You know, when you this team, the the reality is this team's just got to play better. They they've got to figure out a way to play better. They've got to try to use some of what the Kings are trying to do against them. Uh, if they're going to pressure Curry, then then get the ball out of his hands and and use that to 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 make him pay. Uh, and you know, the Warriors have been unable at this point consistently to do it, but they've also been unwilling consistently to continue to to run their offense, which is, I think, a part of the deal. A couple of text messages I wanted to get to here also uh, on the Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570. As far as the officiating and all of that goes, 510 Sabonis ran into Draymond when Draymond was inbounding the ball. Should have been called for a foul. Draymond was called for the foul. Clearly, the officials are favoring the Kings. A couple of overturned calls, embarrassing for the officials. Uh, I, I think for the most part, it has been a... I think it's been an even whistle, but there has been some timely issues that have gone against uh, the Warriors a little bit in, in this series to where their frustration is built up. I, I think that the 
the Warriors side of it on the officiating, and, and I'm going to try to to be fair about this. I think the Warriors side on the officiating is both teams are being physical, and when and the Kings have been able to get away with a little bit more. I think that's the that's the Warriors' view of of the officiating to to this point or early on in, in the series. Five one zero. Mike Brown knowing all the Warriors' weaknesses is the problem in this series. Uh, look at the way he's defending Steph Curry because he's the main offensive issue. And another person asking about uh, Anthony Lamb over Jonathan Kaminga. Love Kaminga, but he seems to get nervous during the playoffs and not ready yet. Yeah, Kaminga's not ready yet. And again, maybe you give him another shot at home, but the Warriors can't mess around. And I think the fact that Kerr didn't go to him in the second half tells you all you need to know. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting here uh, on Demonis Sabonis. Uh, X-rays negative on Sabonis and his sternum, and it appears he will he's avoided injury. That, according to sources, uh, he's going to undergo further testing on Tuesday as a, a precaution. Uh, I guess there was some concern about Sabonis and his ribs and lungs uh, getting evaluated after after Draymond obviously had stepped on him. So good news on that. Obviously, you don't want Sabonis to be hurt or anything like that. But uh, Woj reporting x-rays negative on Sabonis. So additional testing on Tuesday as a precaution uh, to the, the rib uh, area and the sternum area as far as the the uh, step there from Draymond Green. All right, keeping it moving on the phones. Uh, is it is it Caprice or Caprice in Florida? What's going on, Caprice? Hey, Zadie, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. So, um, my thing is for real is man, I, I'm getting really sick of the Warriors beating themselves. Um. It's kind of been a constant theme um, just throughout the rest of the season and in the playoffs. Man, I feel like the turnovers, man, that's 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 unacceptable. I don't care what anybody says. That that's unacceptable. And the thing is, is just that I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm watching game one, and it's like I'm looking at what the Warriors could do. Like in game one. Golden State was up 10. That time, you need to just, like, go for the kill and end it there. You know what I'm saying? And then in game two, you beat yourself with turnovers. And it just makes me mad at how an experienced team, a battle-tested team, keeps doing that to themselves. And also, with the referee. I agree with you and I disagree with you at the same time because... Honestly, baby, I feel like I feel like the refs are just low key favoring the king. It's even, but because I feel like Golden State got some calls, but at the same time, I'm looking at the calls that the should have been fouled out, and that little pull on Draymond Green, that's on him. What are you doing, grabbing my legs for? I think in that situation, like I don't know anybody in that situation. If somebody grabs my leg. I'm going to do what I'm going to do to not, you know, you know, so that you don't battle my legs. But that's really what I have to say about it. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Yeah, no, thanks, Caprice. Uh, good, good phone call. I, I think you know, the seven oh seven here on the Comcast Business text line sums it up. I think pretty well. It feels like the Warriors are getting called for more of the touch fouls than the Kings, 
and the Warriors are getting called a whole bunch in a short amount of time, like where it's four fouls that put the Warriors, who are a foul-prone team, in the bonus in the first couple of minutes of a quarter, which gives the officials an opportunity, again, to dictate terms as far as, hey, you want to let something go? You want to you want to put a, t- a team on the line? You, you kind of can in that instance. Again, I'm not a big conspiracy officiating guy, but I do think in the history of watching the NBA, and I've watched the NBA since I was a little kid for about 33, 34 years, and the history of a lot of these playoff series is it gets called one way to a certain point, and then it flips. And so I, I would almost guarantee you, in a way, that over the next couple of games, the Warriors are going to get a better whistle and the Kings are probably going to be a little bit more frustrated. Some of that is just home road splits. I do think some of it is the league taking a look at at the ebbs and flows uh, of the game tonight or of the series as a whole once you get to that point. Uh, and so uh, you know, those things do, I feel like, tend to even out to a point where over the course of a series, you can get to a sixth or a, or, or a seventh game and then just kind of let the chips fall where they may. And, and so uh, I, I think that's where this series is moving forward uh, as far as you know, looking toward game three in a couple of days off. 2-1-3 on the text line. J.D., did Draymond's technical shift the momentum and cost the Warriors the game? I thought it, it lit the fuse on, on the Warriors, to, to be honest. The, I, I thought the Warriors were in, in trouble at that point, uh, you know, when that went down and, you know, the Warriors were, it was 91-87 when that happened, the, the Tech and the flagrant, the Warriors actually ended up a plus one on the on the whole exchange. Now, the Warriors had the ball taken away from them because the Warriors had the ball in the moment where Draymond stomped Sabonis after Sabonis grabbed him. The Warriors were down four. Sabonis missed both free throws, and Steph Curry made the technical free throw. So the Warriors were plus one in that situation, but then the Kings got the ball, and De'Aaron Fox hit the little pull-up, and it was 93-88, but the Warriors answered at 93-all on the Peyton three from the corner. De'Aaron Fox, though, again, got to a spot. Like, to me, I don't think that I don't think it changed the momentum. I think it kind of lit the fuse for the Warriors, and they were ready to go win the damn game at that point, and then Curry tied it at 95, but once the game was tied at 95, Harrison Barnes gets the the dunk, Curry misses a three, Fox hits another pull-up, and again, they just had no answer for Fox in that moment, and that was the Curry wide-open miss three that I thought was a was a bad shot, and then Fox goes back the other way, and the Warriors are down four, and, and all of a sudden, you know, they got burned a little bit for giving Wiggins, I think, a, a short wet rest in that moment, and where Fox got it cooking. Uh, but they battle back after that. Clay hits the three to make it a one point game, and then from that point on, the Warriors wind up getting outscored uh, down the stretch uh, in that one. What was it, twelve to five at that point, uh, and the Warriors wind up losing. This one by 8, 114 to 106. All right, let's uh, continue to roll here on the phones. Actually, no, we'll, we'll, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he addressed the media here inside Golden 1 Center. Uh, his take on the Warriors' inability to close this game down the stretch and where it got away from them, and also Steve Kerr's take on what happened with Draymond Green and DeMontis Sabonis. 
Steve, what concerns you the most going forward? Was it the 22 turnovers tonight or the inability to really get into your offense against Sacramento's pressure? Yeah, they did a great job defensively of pressuring us, and, and we didn't handle it uh, well enough uh, to win you know, a, a, a playoff game on the road. Um, and with that said, it's a tie game with four minutes left or whatever it was. So uh, we know we have to play better. Um, but we will play better. You know, we're, we're, these guys are champions. You saw what they did in a, in a really difficult situation uh, with a lot of foul trouble, uh, an ejection. Um, the way our guys fought, they showed uh, what they're made of. So now it's a matter of going home and licking our wounds a little bit. And, um, you know, we get a little rest with a couple of days uh, in between games. And uh, we go home and, and take care of our home court. What, what was your take on the Draymond ejection? And then I guess the what came after that i didn't see uh the play um live and, uh, and then i didn't see the replay um, i asked zach zarba what happened he told me and um i was busy with um you know getting the team ready a couple one of the coaches told me uh he might get ejected and so i was trying to you know prepare for for what was next what happened down the stretch? I mean, you mentioned it was a tie game late. Obviously, you don't have Draymond, but just what did you see? Yeah, I thought we were uh, we we were competing. We were, you know, we hit some some big shots. Gary hits the corner three to tie it. Um, you know, I think Clay hit a big one on the wing. But they they played better than we did down the stretch. I thought uh, they were more physical tonight. They were, it was an incredibly physical game. Really, um, you know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of physicality, not not much movement, not much freedom of movement out there. So they were the aggressors, and I thought um, they benefited from being the aggressors. We've talked a lot about how the Kings and you guys both like to play quick. Just what have you made of the pace of this series um, so far? Well, tonight was obviously slower than game one. You know, as I said, the game got much more physical early. I thought there could have been uh, 10 fouls called in the first three minutes, um, you know, five on each team. And um, so you, you, that's, what, that's how you have to adapt in the playoffs. Um, they, they, they established they weren't going to call much. And, um, you know, I, I, we played a really good first quarter. We held them to 17 points, um, but we couldn't sustain it. And the game got away from us there in the second quarter, and then they, they kind of controlled things from there. But as I said, I'm really proud of the effort um, to, to fight back and give ourselves a chance uh, to win. We just didn't have enough. And historically, I mean, you guys have always been a team that you try and speed up the series, right? Maybe other teams aren't as quick, but you really want to push the pace. Have you ever faced a team in your you know memory that can match you guys right there with just quickness? Uh, we, we've played so many teams over the years in the playoffs and we've we've seen a lot of different styles so um, I'm not going to go into my history book right now. I got other things on my mind, but uh, the playoffs are, are filled with, with challenges. Every team you play is going to be a great team. Uh, obviously, you know, Sacramento is, has had a hell of a year for a reason. Um, I thought they played great defense tonight, so that's this is just about giving them credit. Steve, you talked all, often all season about fouls, mm -hmm. defending without fouling. Mm -hmm. How much of a factor has that been the two games, and what can you do to Turn that around. Well, like I said, the, fir the first um, first half there were hardly any fouls called, and uh, second half they, they were more more called. And I think we had five in the first uh, two minutes of the third quarter, which which hurt us. But um, you know, like I said, you have to adapt um, to the way the game is being called. And um, I thought we um, you know we we had uh, a few too many uh, reaches and holds, and and you know 
plays that we might have been able to avoid, but there, there was it was also an incredibly physical game, as I said. Steve, Steve, you didn't play Jordan or Dante in the fourth quarter, didn't take, play Kaminga the entire second half. Was that production-based, or was that something of a plan you were going to basically go with? No, it wasn't, wasn't the plan. It was just reading the game and, um, you know, seeing seeing what we needed. Uh, we, we, we had to have uh, our best defensive lineups out there um, in the fourth quarter. That's why Gary and, and Wiggs uh, played quite a bit uh, the entire quarter, and we you know, we kept uh, Steph and, and Clay out there for most of the quarter. I think Steph played the whole quarter because we, you know, we we had to had to have those guys to give us a shot, and uh, so they got us there. They they gave us a shot. Like I said, getting getting to that point, even uh, with everything going on, I thought was uh, really impressive, but uh, just didn't have quite enough. You also went to Moody. Um, are you seeing? this series shifting in a way where you have to go kind of wing heavy deep I mean kind of a little bit like to answer your question but is that why Moody was suddenly yeah I mean you know everything is a balance Um, you're trying to find the best two-way lineups you can Uh, so on offense I felt like we needed a little more spacing um and um, and on defense, you you know they're they're a physical team. We need some physicality. We need some size out there. So I gave Moses a, a crack. I thought I thought he did a really nice job while he was out there. Yeah, Mo- Moses Moody was really good in the minutes that he had. Steady, and the Warriors need steady. And he didn't find himself with the ball in his hands where he's had to where he had to look to knock down a shot, which is something that really hasn't been able to do. I I'd, I'd put him in the rotation. I know I've said that a couple of times here in the last hour and a half that uh, we've been on, but I would give him a shot in the rotation in the home game on on Thursday and try to roll with it that way. I think Jordan Poole's still going to get opportunities because he has been a player that's been able to to help the Warriors a lot. You got to hope he plays better at home. I'm I'm a little iffy on on Kaminga at, at that point, uh, but I do think Steve Kerr has it right. I mean, the Kings' defense does get some credit. Uh, you know, and the Warriors played poorly at times, but yet there it is, tie game down the stretch, and that's been one of the interesting themes of this series to this point is the Warriors have been really bad at times, but then also hung around, and the Kings have been really bad at times and also hung around, but both of these games have come down to, all right, two minutes to go, it's basically tied, one possession game, and Sacramento's been able to to be the better team in those situations which has been on brand with who the Warriors have been all season long, and it's also on brand with who the Kings have been all season long as one of the most clutch, the most clutch offensive team in the NBA over the course of the year. All right, 888-957-9570, Let's go ahead and roll Draymond Green in as he addressed uh, everything that happened with Sabonis and the ejection and the explanation and the frustration with the officials as well as Draymond met with the media. Draymond, can you just walk us through what happened there? My leg got grabbed. Second time in two nights. Referees just watch it. I got to land my foot somewhere. And I'm not the most flexible person, so it's not stretching that far. So you didn't really see where you were stepping? You just kind of... I, I can only step so far and pulling my leg away. So what was, it is what it is. What was the explanation they gave? I know they gave him a technical, then obviously you... <clears throat> the explanation was I stumped too hard. Uh, how hard was uh, that impact? Were you surprised that he was uh, on the ground for that long? No, I wasn't surprised that he stayed down that long. You said two times you've been held with Sabonis both times? No, it was Monk last game, uh, right on the baseline under the rim. So either you're going to stop it 
John Goble was looking at Monk hold my leg the last game, and he just let it go. And Zach clearly was watching my leg get held this game and let it go. So I guess ankle grabbing is okay. How, how would you describe your actions and the crowd's actions after that? You certainly egged them on. Did you feel you needed to respond to them, or were you hearing anything that, that you needed to respond to there? No, I'm just having fun. It's a fun game, fun atmosphere to play in. So um, it's fun. Jeremiah, you guys have been down 3-1 a couple of times. You've been through just about everything, but you haven't been 0-2 in the series uh, going home. That's exciting, right? <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought about it. <laughs> A new challenge, you know. <laughs> After the game, I was actually thinking about that. Like, man, I think this one, this is one we haven't seen yet, and we've conquered all the rest of them. So, why not go conquer this one? Be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It's good. Draymond, what have you? How would you look at the first two games of the series in terms of the way you guys have played and the way they have played? I mean, what are you seeing? I think we've played pretty. I mean, we've played okay. We haven't played awful, but we definitely haven't played well. And you know, come down last four or five minutes each game and you got a chance to win the game. All things considered, um, I like where we are. Uh, we just got to down the stretch, uh, get stops and, and convert on the offensive end. But give yourself a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. And we've did that twice. So, like it. What, what have they done to make it so hard? Well, well, they've made shots. They put a lot of pressure on our defense. And... They didn't particularly shoot the ball well all night, but they've made shots down the stretch. So got to give those guys some credit. Um, but there's a lot of things we can clean up. Draymond, you guys had 22 turnovers tonight. A lot of them were unforced. How can you clean that up? Uh, you just got to take the, uh, accept the pressure and then go to your counters if the initial action isn't there. And I think a lot of times, and myself included, you're just trying to force it, you know, and, and getting a little sped up. So just can't get sped up. We know what we're trying to get to. You got to be patient, handle the pressure. And then, you know, if you do handle, when we handle the pressure, everything opens up. And so uh, we just got to handle the pressure better initially. And I think that starts at the beginning of the game. And if I'm not mistaken, I've started two games in a row with a turnover. And so that sets the tone. I have to be better there. Lastly, kind of a big picture look at this. Do you get any sort of a, a Warriors 2014-2015 vibe with these Kings in terms of the youth and they're trying to, trying to climb the mountain kind of thing? I mean, I think we can say that every year about another team, right? Last year's Memphis, this year's them. You know, when you've had the success that we had, uh, we have had, you're always going to get those comparisons, but it's hard to do, um, you know, what we've done, so kind of relax a little bit on the comparisons. I said, I kind of relax. Now you have to relax. I, kind of, I said, I kind of relax on the, on the comparisons. Draymond, uh, put, putting the Sabonis incident aside, Steve mentioned this game has been very physical. How would you assess your team has been matching the physicality of the facts? At that time, we've matched the physicality. At times, we've been the aggressor, and then there are but many times we haven't. It's kind of figuring it out as well. You know, team gets physical, you get physical back, you get a foul call, you're trying to figure that out as well. So... You know, overall, done okay, but not to the level you need to be to win playoff games. Draymond, the fourth quarter was all the veterans, I guess, except for when Moody came in a little bit for Wiggins. No pool, no Dante even. Kaminga didn't play in the second half. Where do you see kind of those young guys? I mean, are you expecting more from them? Do you see something in them that, that you can get more from them? Um, it's different. Uh, it's different brand of basketball in the playoffs. So we know all those guys are more than capable. You know, we know what Jordan 
is capable of. We know what Dante is capable of. Uh, we know what JK is capable of. So just got to stay ready. Uh, games take turns and coaches have to make decisions based upon how they feel the game is going. And, you know, it happens every year, but you got to stay ready. And you know, I know those guys will. Raymond, there's always been the feeling that things would be different once the playoffs start, but it seems like some of the issues you're dealing with are the same as from the regular season, turnovers, fouling on defense. Is, there, is it hard to break, break out of issues that have, you know? I mean, I think I told you all in the, in the regular season, you just don't flip a switch. Your issues are your issues, and you have to work through them and figure them out. So, you know, we can gave up 29 free throws. Number realistically probably should be a little closer to 20. Uh, but it's not, so just got to figure it out. How do you fix the ball? Uh, we have to be better at the point of attack. That's guards who's guarding the ball. That's bigs who's in coverage. You have to be better at the point of attack. Once your defense is compromised, that's when you get fouls. Draymond, uh, Steph didn't take a shot in the third quarter until about three and a half minutes left. They're obviously being very physical with him. As an initiator, how do you think you guys can best get him going earlier? Um... I don't know. We have to figure that out. Uh, that's something that we need to go watch on the film, try to figure out how we can release the pressure some, you know, and what other guys can do behind the play when he does get off the ball. We'll figure it out over the next couple of days, make our adjustments, and come ready to play in game three. After you get ejected, do you, like, do you go to back and watch the game? How does, like, the final six minutes go for you? Well, sometimes I watch, sometimes I don't. Lift some weights, get stronger. That's fine. I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I watched here, watched there. Partly asked because this is two straight games. That, you know, you mentioned you're close late, but you know they've closed better than you guys. Um, you know, what what do you think's going on down the stretch? I know you uh, Fox has made plays. You gotta give Fox a lot of credit, but that's who he is. You know, he's up for a clutch award for a reason. Uh, that's who he is. So um, <clears throat> I don't think it's been a scoring issue. I think we've scored down the stretch. We just haven't gotten stops. So I think it's a defensive issue. Yeah, down the stretch, it has been a defensive issue once those games have been tied. But again, it goes hand-in-hand, some bad shots. The turnovers, I think, have allowed the Warriors to not be in a better position to to maybe be ahead when they have played better uh, as opposed to to tied. Like I said, the Kings have kind of hung around in a lot of these games. But you do have to give Sacramento credit for two A++-plus crowds, I think, in the first two games of this series. I mean, the, the... the onus is on Chase and, and the Warrior fan base to to be lit and angry and edgy uh, based on the way these first two games have gone because the crowd in Sacramento has been every bit of that. You give the Kings credit for their physicality in a big-time way, and I think you also have to give De'Aaron Fox a lot of credit. De'Aaron Fox, and my guy Steiny always says this, you know, how does it going to look if the Warriors don't win this series and the Kings prevail? Well, can, can Fox and or Sabonis be you know, one of the best two or two of the best three players in the series? And Fox, to this point, has been the best player in the series, hands down. Like, bottom line, hands down, both games, De'Aaron Fox has been the best player in the series. And, you know, tonight it was, what, 11 points, I think it was, in the in the fourth quarter. And uh, it was the 38-point performance, and he's controlled the game and gotten to his spots when he's needed to. And the Warriors have found themselves in this 0-2 hole now because of it. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Appreciate everybody for calling in. Appreciate all the great text messages and all of that. Uh, and uh, real quick, uh, should also just pass along here in the final minutes, uh, DeMontis Sabonis 
uh, did respond in the Sacramento locker room and he said, and, and I'm reading this via Anthony Slater, he said there's no room for that, what Draymond did. Uh, no room for what Draymond did. So that's going to be something that's going to be widely discussed, obviously, over the next couple of days. And we'll see uh, if the league feels they need to step in or not. I would lean not, but it's only going to add to the edge and the flavor of this series here moving forward as it shifts to chase on Thursday night. All right. Thanks to Sterling Bennett and Craig Valentino and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Look for a Warriors weekly podcast with me and Matt Steinmetz. We'll drop that here coming up soon. We're going to try and get one in the bank tomorrow, uh, which will be able to drop. And then I'm going to be on with Steiny and Guru and uh, we'll we'll continue the conversation leading toward Thursday. Warriors live at 6 from Chase. Season on the line. Warriors and Kings game 3, 7 o'clock. We'll talk to you then right here as the Kings get the better of the Warriors. 114-106. to 106. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.